This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. I'm Hemant Mehta. And I'm Jessica Blumke. And you're listening to the podcast for FriendlyAtheist.com. You can now listen to all of our episodes and see show notes at FriendlyAtheistPodcast.com. If my listeners are probably, they probably know you best through the Field Museum Audit video and probably to a lesser extent, but the Orland Park Public Library uh, battle that has been going on. Tell me something happy. <laughs> Tell me something happier. Who are you? Tell me the happier bio version. Who are sure. You? I am... I am- I am definitely not what I appear to be online. Yeah. Um, I, I think, and we all. <laughs> Welcome to the club. <laughs> and I think that we all have, um, with this digital age, you know, personalities online that yeah. perhaps don't match up with the ones we are in person. With the perceptions. Especially, and, with, well, yeah, yeah, with the perceptions because, you know, people don't know you on a personal level. I right. really appreciated you uh, reaching out and wanting to have this conversation. Well, I've seen these things escalate to, to crazy, crazy ends. Mm-hmm. And it's, I've been podcasting for a while now. And the funniest thing, and I tell people this all the time, I've had people, I've talked to people that I totally disagree with about everything and they are so fun to talk to, depending on who it is. Mm-hmm. It's like I would totally get a beer with that person. Sure. They're really fun. And that's an important distinction I think that we really need to make and kind of tone it down a little. Because right. I also have friends who we disagree with on everything, yeah. but I love them. And I would never want to silence them or shut them up or right. use uh, you know, the, use the state as a weapon against them or any of these things. And that I think at some point people do lose sight of your humanity online, which is the big problem right now with, especially with the misogyny online against women. It's in the news. It's been in the news a lot lately. Ashley Judd had the essay that she wrote about, you know, being attacked for being a basketball fan. (laughs) Right. And I, and I really relate to that because, you know, me and other feminist writers online also are getting an incredible amount of hate for anything we say. Right. It doesn't matter what it is. It's an incredible amount that I don't think would happen to a man. I, I don't disagree. I think you're right. So here's, let me piggyback off of that. Uh, how much of the criticism that you have gotten, probably for the videos more, because that's more in, like, it's right there. There is a comment section on YouTube. Sure. How much do you think you've gotten because people are just like, you're a woman versus I think you're wrong you know, do you have any ballpark? The vast majority of the comments that I've received, unfortunately, have been extremely hateful and and based just criticizing on you. You're criticizing. Like, uh, well, here. Yeah. Are are we are we? Um, <laughs> I have some some bad words to say here. Go for it. We? That's fine. Okay. I'll, I'll give you a few of the comments that I get, and this yeah. is just a small sampling, right? This woman must have her uterus removed. She cannot be allowed to reproduce. Somebody wishes there was a video recording of her fist rape. Oh. But she sounds like a backwater whiny soccer mom explaining why she beats her children. (laughs) Wow. I want to shit in this woman's mouth. Tell me where she lives and I will go there and I will literally shit in her mouth. I would fucking uppercut this bitch. 
What's your reaction when you <laughs> see those things? Well, because I certainly don't get anything nearly to that extent. I do get nasty things, and but it's easy for one. me to roll out. I'll just roll it off. Listen, listen yeah. to this one. This is the dumbest fucking woman I have ever seen. You are dumber than those. N-words, I won't yeah, say that. Yeah. N-words in the hoods shooting each other all day. I've stepped on roaches smarter than this <laughs> fucking whore. And not only that, she's ugly, looks like her drunk father smashed it in a few <laughs> times over the years. He should hit harder and killed this dumb fucking whore. Wow. I'm not making these up. Oh, I don't you think you are. Look at, <laughs> you can go look at my Twitter. I also have people sending me. Is that Twitter or YouTube? Or, um, I mean, that YouTube? seems longer, yeah. This is YouTube. On Twitter, I have people sending me violent images yeah. of dead corpses ripped open, being fucked. And there's no That's other way to crazy. say that. I have, I, and I've sent those to the police. As I've, you should. I've had to go to the police with much of this. Yeah. With, I have stacks and stacks of this. Yeah. No, I believe you. And I've had to go, when I hear, when people say, I want to tell me where she lives, right. I want to know. And then there are people who sadly were, came, were contributing to your campaign. Yeah. We're posting my address online and telling Where? on Facebook. I'm sorry, like if I saw that, I totally would have gotten rid of it immediately well, they and were, banned them. They were doing that. They were posting. Huh. They doxed me several times. They yeah. posted my address online with pictures of my children. They said my children should be raped and murdered. They said that I, I had to go to the police. Yeah. So when people, my car was vandalized in my driveway. I have no idea whether it was one of these right, crazy right. Idiots. Or some I, random person. I have no idea. Right. It's sure it's, it's a little strange, the timing, because I live in a very small, quiet place where that kind of stuff really doesn't happen. Right. Um, and I have people threatening to come to my house and then my car is vandalized in my driveway. How does that all change what you do? Or does it? It just, it, it changes, it only changes in that, and I'm not the kind of person, Hemant, that backs down because of you know, people online who are threatening me. That's not in me to do. However, you know, I have had to be very cognizant of, you know, locking down my social media profiles, making sure that pictures of my children are not out there. Um, I mean, I've had some of these sickos actually say that my children ought to be exploited by pedophiles. So I've, I like, I'm sorry, because I mean, I have nothing to do with this as far as well, I'm not asking for this. No, I, I, I know I'm that. I'm sorry because I know how much that affects women that I know yeah. who do the sort of thing that we do. Um, and I know how much it messes with them. And it affects people around them, too. I, how old are your kids? Oh, I have a nine-year-old, a five-year-old, and a seven-year-old. So the ni- nine-year-old, anyway, probably has an idea of what's going on. Like, she, maybe not the I full try extent. To, I try to keep the the details away. Sure. She she has an idea of what I do. Yeah. She knows <laughs> it's funny, my children think I'm famous, which is which cracks me up because um they they see my name in the newspaper, or they hear <laughs> me on the radio or they hear so they they think that they're it's just funny. Um they don't know the extent of it of course because right. it's just too much of an adult topic well, yeah. for them, clearly. Yeah. Um and I think one day, you know, when my children do look back and are able to read these things, it concerns me and hurts me that that this is the type of stuff when you Google my name that comes up. Do you think the sort of hate that you're getting and the stuff that you just read, do you think it would be different if you were more liberal? 
Not necessarily, no, because, I mean, look at the feminist writers that are being attacked. Now, I don't agree with a lot of right. these writers politically. Politically, I, 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 there's a many of these feminist writers like Lindy West. Yeah. Lindy West is a person who's written things that I do agree with, but who's also, she's very far to the left and right. she's very pro-abortion. I am not. I am pro-life. She has these other, you know. She had that This American Life segment yes, of talking about someone harassing her. She actually was able to interview one of the right. guys who was harassing her, which right. is a great. Who changed his mind about who it. Who's mind. like, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. And it was fascinating radio. But I don't agree with Lindy West on a lot of things. Some things I do, some things I don't. Um, but... But she also gets the same type of hate that I'm getting. Yeah. So it really. So it's not just a you're a conservative. A no. It's not a political thing. It's it you're not. a woman online, and that's kind of what happens. You're a woman with happens. an opinion. And if right. you if you heard that that troll that Lindy talked yeah. to, he said, and this is like almost a direct quote. I mean, I can't get it exactly right, but he said, "Women are speaking in this loud voice, and you are speaking in a loud voice, and in fact, using all caps." Which mm-hmm. upset him, and he said, <laughs> "You were you were speaking in a loud voice, and other women are speaking in a loud voice, and that's threatening to me." Yeah, I can't explain why that's threatening to someone. <laughs> you know, women are part of the species, folks. Come on, what's the alternative there? What yeah. I mean, yeah. we're, we're we're not allowed to have a voice online. We're not allowed to speak out about things. And honestly, the the museum video, everything that I do online, I am not trying to convince anybody of anything. But I am, conv- I am telling you right now, if we are not careful about the people we allow to speak, right. we will be living in a totalitarian nightmare very yeah. quickly. Well, no, and I agree. And believe me, I'm all for free speech. I don't think anyone had a problem. Well, no, I'm sure people had a problem. I don't think uh, the people that, anyway, in my circles, I guess, they weren't upset that you made a video. It was the content more than it was well, the fact that you did Well, free speech is the content. Yeah, well. The content of your free speech is the point. Whatever, even if it's offensive to people, yeah. the content well, that's what is I'm what getting is protected. At. Right. They defend that. They, they have no issue no, with that. No, they do not defend it. I have, Why? I have so many comments about shut this woman up. This woman needs right. to be shut up. And in, on your own YouTube page on the video you made, yeah. About the library yes. fundraiser. Yes. I really think that, you know, you are, you're, you're very friendly here. Yeah. But that video to me was not very friendly at all. Okay. Especially the part where you said, you should be horrified that this woman homeschools her children. I agree. That was not friendly. I stand by what I say, what I meant. I'll talk to, we'll talk about that. Okay. But yes, but I hear you. Further down in the comments yeah. on your page, you have people plotting to take my children away from me. Here, Aaron Parker on your page says, the very first thing we need to do is file a complaint with CPS to get those children out of that home. Mm-hmm. And then they start plotting about how they're going to Just do FYI, this. Just FYI, I don't run the YouTube page and I don't have the ability to moderate it. Someone else actually runs the page. But yeah, no, but that's a, horrific. That's horrible. A statement like what you've said, yeah. that people should be horrified that I am allowed to homeschool my children, yeah. that leads to that sort of thing. And I look, there are it, that is not just on your page, it's all over the place. People yeah. saying that my children should be taken away from me because of my views. And that's wrong. That's really wrong. Yeah. And and I don't think you understand the 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 impact of it. I had to go to the police, Hemant, and tell them I'm being wrongly targeted for this. Please be on the lookout for anyone calling you reporting some kind DCFS of DCFS type. Yes, of yeah. because my children are in are not in danger. My children are are loved dearly, 
And the reason I do homeschool is to give them more information, not less. And I think that people do not understand that about homeschooling. And at no point did I ever say that evolution should not be taught. At no point did I ever say... Let's talk about this. Okay, let's. Um, We'll get back to the homeschooling issue and like how you talk to your kids about science and stuff. Let Let me start with the field museum thing. So for the people who are not as familiar with the video... Explain what you did. Well, I go to the field museum a lot. I take field trips with my children everywhere. That's one of the things we love about homeschooling is that we get to get in the car and just go to fabulous places whenever we want to. And we live in Chicago, so Chicago has so much to offer, right? Right. And so the field museum is a place that I had been to several times before I made this video in that same year. Um, And every time I walk through the uh, Evolving Earth exhibit, because it's the one the kids want to go to because the dinosaur bones. Every time I walk through there, I just kept getting angrier and angrier because there are signs that contradict themselves. And there's this one particular area that has been under construction for, oh, oh, the whole year. It keeps saying, pardon our dust, but we're doing, well, how long are we going to pardon the dust? Right. Do you know people pay like $45 a ticket to get in there, depending on what you buy? There shouldn't be signs around, pardon our dust, that we're fixing this for a year and a half. Do you know what the ETA is for those exhibits? <laughs> no, I wish someone would tell us. Yeah. Um, when I saw the video for the first time, I think the thing that stood out to me is here you have someone who is so confident that she's right about these scientific issues and pointing out where the exhibit gets it completely wrong. But the people who have studied that information, who know that information, are like, well, you're just wrong about all this stuff that you're saying. Um, like, the, I think the first few seconds of the video is you mispronouncing eukaryotic, which is like bio 101. Like, that's what oh, you learn the first time you take a bio class. I'm a blonde with big boobs. Do you expect me to get that right the first time? But I, are you playing a character <laughs> or are you, I mean, is that something you've never heard Look, before? It's, no, it's been a long time since any of us sure. were in high school biology. But that's okay? kind of the point, right? Like, if you, what's your background in science? Like, did you major in that? Did you well, see, take it in high school? A, this, and is then, a, this is a trick question because no matter I'm what. I'm not playing gotcha. That's, whatever my, but, but here's my answer. Yeah. Whatever my answer is, it won't be good enough for your listeners. Probably not. But so, do you have a science background? Do you whatever, read it on your own? Whatever my answer is, yeah. is not going to be good enough for your listeners. Okay, so so let, then, me, let, me, yeah. let me tell you this. Yeah. I hear what you're saying about how people feel my confidence is an issue. This is the same thing. Women are speaking loud and confidently. And no, that no, no, threatens no. That's, me. That's not what I'm talking about, though. I think that is what it That's is. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm saying is... My confidence is what makes people upset with me. But not because you're confident. It's because you're confident about something that other people who actually study the material know is factually wrong. It's well, like two plus... Okay. Not, this isn't a perfect analogy, but it's like two plus two is five. <laughs> and it's like, it's not just that you're wrong. It's that you feel proud of being okay. wrong. There are... No, that's not it. Okay. There are signs in the Field Museum. I pointed them out. Mm-hmm. One of them specifically says, this happened at such and such however many years ago, 360 billion years ago. This did happen. This was this. This did this. On the same sign down here, this is what we think happened. Right. It repeats what set up here actually said did happen. Down here it says, well, we think it did. But that's kind well, of getting to the idea. Well, 
They're simplifying the sign. It's a it's mistake. Not a mistake. Yes, it is. It's a mistake. It's getting to the heart of how a theory At works. At the very beginning, you oh, know a th- this. A theory you works. Know this. A theory works in a way where this is what you, I don't you get. take a best guess and then you <laughs> say it did. This is how it happened. No, here's what I think happened. And again, I don't know how they do it there. I I can't remember the sign you're talking about. But here's what I would suggest happened. The theory says, based on all the evidence we have, we could pretty much pinpoint it to this band of years. How many years ago? Um, it's never going to be perfect because no, but we they don't, don't have do a intro. band of years. It but says three hundred and sixty-two billion. This is where I'm going. They can't say it would be very complicated to say it happened roughly this to this what many years ago with that? a ninety-five percent, you know, like confidence interval. No, I have a much easier problem yeah. with a with a, a span. If they said approximately, yes. you would be yes. okay with okay. it. Absolutely. Uh, here's the thing: yeah. at the Peggy Notebart Museum. The Nature Museum. Okay. It's a wonderful place. They have some fossils also. Yeah. And on their signs, they put a span. Okay. What is the, what is, what's so hard about that? The Field Museum, you want to talk about confidence. Yeah. They're so confident that they think they know the, the, down to the actual year, like 362 billion, not Mm -hmm. 361, not 364. Where do you think they're getting that number from? You know, I don't know. Whatever research is, I'm not. I'm not suggesting that they're totally wrong. What I'm saying is that well, they could be, and we don't really know. Based on what? Based on everything. They're we know. wrong. Based on. Based on. No one really knows what happened 362 billion years ago, and there isn't a way to find out. But now, says there's a you, way- who says you probably aren't the expert in this field. So why not ask, go right to the experts who study this stuff for a living and say, where are you getting this number from? It sounds like you're just pulling it out of your ass. <laughs> why don't you just go up to them and ask? Because that, to me, is what someone should do if you're like, that doesn't make any sense. You're just guessing on that. Then go up to someone who knows this stuff. But that's not what you did. And this is where I think a lot of people started okay, so criticizing because of the video that, from. So because of that, I deserve to be told that I need to be raped? I should no, be killed no. before you I lay You know I'm eggs. not justifying that. I'm not saying that's okay. But you don't understand that this is what's happening. Happened. But this is no, what's happened. I get that. I I mean I can't and say that's, that I need uh, to be shut up. That my children need to be taken away from me. Right. Hang on, Hemant. Do you think I'm Come okay on. with all this? I, I'm not suggesting you're okay with. I think you were okay with the children issue. I'm absolutely not okay with the, the children. You're the one who said I should be. I people think, should be horrified that I homeschool children. Let me explain that comment then. Here's why I think I sh- I would be scared. I worry that they are not going to get the scientific background that they need to succeed in college. And that worries me. I do know homeschooling parents who will say, um, like you said too, and I think you alluded to this, I'm not censoring evolution for my children. You're not saying that. I worry that there are parents, and I've seen this, we've read artic- I've read articles, I've posted articles on this, parents who say, um, kids rather, who say, I grew up in this homeschooling environment um, I didn't get the education I needed. And then eventually I did go to a college. Mm-hmm. And when I found out what they expected me to know going into that class, I was completely un- underprepared. Now, let me be clear. I have met homeschooling parents. I, we, I podcasted. I talked to somebody who was a Christian homeschooling advocate. And he was very clear about saying, look, if I don't know how to do something, if I don't have the science background or the music background... Um, here's what we do to make sure the kids get that education, whether it's Skyping with someone who actually mm-hmm. knows it. Whether yeah, it's, absolutely. Yeah, they can do that. That is what we do. And that's fine. And that's, I think, the question now, that... The question is, look, here, look, yeah. let me say this. I do not feel like I need to explain 
or defend how I educate my children. But because this has been brought up, I will tell you, there is no part of me that wants to keep information away from my children. We homeschool because we want to give them more of it. Now, I went to Stag High School. Yeah. You went to Sandburg. So we're good same, public schools. Good public schools. Very good district. Yeah. District 230. Yeah. I went... To, I transferred there in my junior year, so yeah. I, I finished my last two years of, of high school in Stag. I did not take, there wasn't one class on evolution, uh-huh. not one. In my entire high school career, there wasn't any, there wasn't any class about this. They that didn't talk a, about it, like in whatever science classes no, you took? No, we, we, there was basic biology or mm-hmm. there was uh, animal behavior or this or that. There's all these different things you can choose in high school. To suggest that there's such a big emphasis put on evolution in high school and that, oh, my goodness, if you don't get this, you know, basis in in evolution, you'll never be good at science is ridiculous because high schools don't even focus on that for the most part. I agree. I think that's a problem, but I agree that they don't do a good job of it. Most kids learn this if they decide to specialize in it in college or whatever. I'm not saying I'm not going to teach it because I will. Mm Mm-hmm. I, I, I have it on the plan. Right. My kids are too young right, right now. Right, right. It's just not really, we're doing natural science right now. Right. Um, you know, the study of plants and that sort of thing. Um, but I, I believe, and my main issue with the entire evolution argument is there are holes that there are holes in the theory. The theory is, is, is a valid one to look at, as valid as anything else, maybe even more valid as some, you know, you people point out, you love to say it's just, it's the best you evidence, people. the best evidence we have. <laughs> okay, but yeah. you don't allow for other people with other ideas to even enter the conversation. And that's where I have a problem. It's the totalitarianism of the scientism <laughs> cult. Okay, where scientists are the only ones. Why do you think they don't allow, quote unquote, those other views? Because it's a cult. We're (laughs) right and you're not. And this is where I lose you. Not because of that answer, but because for most of this conversation and stuff, you sound great. You sound like you know what you're talking about. And then you veer off into this crazy world where you think science is a cult or it's totalitarian. Crazy. Yes, I would. I, I have. I don't, I don't think you would. <laughs> no, I think that's another, not a sexist it comment. Is. It's no, another, yes, it is. It's another <laughs> comment that men use against women when they don't agree with them, that I must be mentally challenged or no, insane. Yes, because that's what they say. Crazy means mentally challenged or insane. Does it not? <laughs> does it not? It does. Okay. It does. So what word would you prefer? I, but you know what I'm saying. My, what I'm trying to say is... Everything you sounded fine. I get. I disagree with you on some stuff, but I hear you. Listen, and then you say something that's are, so ridiculous. There are people who have studied this issue in much more depth than I have, who also agree that there is a faction of scientists yeah. who act like gods, <laughs> that they cannot be questioned, that their their theories cannot be questioned, cannot be talked about in any other way than the ones that they themselves approve of. That is wrong, and I don't care what it is about. If it's any a- of those facts, if any of these scientists who said evolution is wrong, if they had legitimate evidence for it and they could actually defend it, they're not saying it's it, wrong. What they're saying is there are others. If there more are holes that would ruin the theory as much as we know it. If they could actually back that up, I mean, there would be Nobel Prizes for them because that's how science really. works. No, because anyone who even wants to write a paper on intelligent design gets, uh, loses their tenure and kicked no, out of school. No, it's because they're wrong and they do bad research. I've looked into this. I've done this stuff. I've been talking about this for more than a decade. Like, that is, that's what that they, is the that's way that they works. make them seem. That's true. It's, they make them seem like that because they don't want the, they don't want the debate, Hemant. They don't want it. 
I disagree on that front. Again, okay. if there's a legitimate challenge to things that they're saying, I'm interested in it. But every time I've heard of those challenges, it's I've I've read creationist research papers, quote unquote, and they're just like it's not science. It's like let me cite the Bible for this scientific theory. It's okay, like well, that's, that's not how it works. That's not first of all, and that's the other thing. You know, you keep you guys keep painting me as a creationist. Are you? I am not a creationist. What do you consider yourself? I. First of all, I consider a creationist to be a person like Ken Ham, who's yeah. out there educating and proselytizing for creationism, and his six, he has a six thousand year, right timeline. Uh, timeline. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. Okay. I I honestly, literally, don't know, and I think it's okay not to know. Like it's okay. We are that talking is a great about, thing to we say. We are talking about ancient <clears throat> history here that has no bearing on anybody right now today living alive. It has no bearing on science. It has no bearing on medical science. It has no bearing on any. You can be a Christian. You can be Ken Ham and be the best damn surgeon in the world, right. and it does not make a difference. And so, for the hatred to be coming at me because of an idea that I have that they might be wrong. They might be right, but, but they it's might be wrong. an uninformed opinion. Well, that's your opinion yes. that I'm uninformed. It is. It's your I'm opinion. I'm not denying that. So, but this is not a, uh, I'm coming out of nowhere and saying, well, I disagree with her, so she must be wrong. It's that the way science works, the way people who study it say, this is how you figure things out, it just contradicts the stuff you're saying. That is your opinion. Okay. It's, it's, it, there's, you, there, wait, there are, yeah. there are at least 500 that I know of other scientists. These are men, men with degrees you would approve of, you know, in mm-hmm. physics and biology and, you know, And several, I could point to you like 700 names Steve. That, well, whatever. Who, who think but the other are, way. But, but <laughs> you can't say to me that, that it's, it's, it's strictly not an opinion. It is an opinion. Oh, it's an opinion, because, but it's a fringe opinion that's, okay. again, not. Well, Whatever. Okay. Does that mean do do because uh, less people believe a certain thing? Does that make no? It, science isn't a popularity contest. We, well, actually, it's, it kind of is, and it shouldn't be. And if it's done properly, it's not. But again, I, I think I have more experience in that world, and I have seen how they do things, and I've seen people change their minds on issues, and how they are led to change their mind. And it's not about just saying, well, I believe you're wrong, and here's what I'm saying. It's here's why you're wrong. Here's how I'm going to well, back no it up. One has, no one has been uh, interested in, you know, and first of all, I, haven't, I didn't make that video to start an evolution debate. Yeah. I didn't. I, 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 it was just a fun day out, and yeah. I was saying vocally the things that I, I usually have in my head when I'm walking through there. And it isn't, it's because I have questions. You know what I would like to see a museum exhibit on? All the uh, evolution hoaxes. You could fill a museum with them. Let's start with Piltdown Man that, 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 that had uh, scientists convinced for 40 years um, that this Piltdown Man skull was real. That you it know was they've the written books link. on these things. Yes, I do. Thank <laughs> yeah. you for that. You're Is welcome. Is that because I'm a woman that I might not that's know? That's exactly that why. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> I mean, look. No, but that's what I'm saying. I mean, if you're asking, like, let's talk about the holes or the supposed holes in the evolution yeah, why theory. Don't we, why don't we put a, well, let's put an addendum onto the Evolving Earth exhibit at the Field Museum that, that, that talks about Archaeoraptor, that talks about the Piltdown Man, that shows people there are people who have, a, have an actual invested interest in fooling people into believing that, that this happened exactly the way they sure said. they do. Well, then why else do they do it? Why Look, else do farmers glue I, together I skulls this. of raptors and, 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 and birds to make you think that birds and dinosaurs are the same? 
Why do they do that? I don't even know what you're talking about anymore. Well, well then but look up Archaeoraptor I, because I did think that about this a while happened. ago where I was wondering why don't we teach these? If if I were in high school, uh, if we were talking about biology in high school, which or evolution in high school, which I agree with you, it doesn't happen uh, much, and I wish it happened more. But that was a question I used to have, which is why don't we teach the challenges to evolution? Um, and how to talk about those issues and how do, how do we figure out what's right and wrong. And I think the best answer that I heard was just, look, any theory like that, if once you start allowing things that are based on faith more than it's based on science, where do you stop? Would you call molecular biology faith? No. All right. Well, then there are discoveries in molecular biology that do appoint to design in nature. Those things are not based on faith. They're based on discoveries. Those things ought to be looked at. They ought to be asked. And I think the people who are experts are better qualified to do it than we are. What? And so now, no. So now, no, you I'm not can't saying be a you part of science. You can't be. You can't partake in science. You can't you're do science my words if, you're, out of context. if you're not. And oh, no, I'm not. You just said there are no. people better qualified to talk about these things. Look, who actually have, know what they're doing? Who should study this? You do, and I you should use it. Use and it. I use it, and I know I what you're saying. Lo- you I'm not saying you shouldn't use it. I'm, I'm not saying you don't. I'm saying. Well, we need to leave these things to the higher powers. No, the higher I'm saying if the people who actually know what they're talking about, don't you defer to experts in anything else in your life? Sometimes. Even homeschooling. Even homeschooling. Aren't there people who are experts who do it? I'm not denying that there are people who have studied this their whole lives. There are also people who have studied intelligent design for a very long time who should be taken seriously. They have been, and they've been debunked. I mean, they have these conversations. Those theories are out there, and they're debunked, and they go back and forth But you keep saying, you, you keep using this word debunked. If that were really true, then they wouldn't still be there writing hundreds of books every year, um, putting research together, studying molecular biology, still looking at these things and having questions. Now look, <laughs> like I said, the video that I made was not to start... So that I could get up and be a, you know, know. a spokesperson know. for anti-evolution. It went viral out of your control. Yes. Why do you think it was so popular? Um, because it was funny and it was also... That's not why. Well, well it was, but didn't you laugh? Not because it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, because it made people angry because like you yes. said, it made people angry because... That's why I think. Because... For one, it's a woman speaking loudly and confidently about something that she thinks, and that's not acceptable today. Okay. It's not acceptable online. You ask any feminist writer, okay, it's just not acceptable to whatever faction of, I think it's mostly millennial males who are very threatened. The YouTube crowd. Yeah, who are yeah. very threatened by women because their only, their only view of women comes from pornography, unfortunately. And, and the, the porn industry is so is so rife with violence against women and that these sorts of things, this is how they, they perceive women now. And there are studies, oh, Hemant, talk about the science. There are studies now coming out all the time about how pornography harms you physically, harms men, harms the ability to actually have a relationship with a woman, to, know, to see women as human beings, to be able to perform sexually without the help of a computer, these things, this is true. These things happen. They are studied. Um, so, so that we'll talk that's some science we can agree on. Um, because we, we see it happening. We see these young men who have never had anything other than hardcore porn available to them 
24 hours a day. And then they think it's okay to get online and say that I want to shit in this woman's mouth. Tell me where she lives and I will go there. I will literally shit in her mouth. You think that's because they Absolutely. watch porn? Absolutely. There is porn out there. Where I mean, I will say, I don't, I haven't studied it's that because specific that is topic. Their, that is their view of women. The, there are plenty of um, feminists out there right now, new feminist voices coming out to say pornography is harming women. It's harming us in our real I've lives. I've heard that argument. It is harming us in our real lives because it I is, think making both of us men, is making men value women less as if women are simply an object to be fucked, an object to be a ridiculed, to be def- defamed, and to be... Um, you know, raped. It's it's terrible. Hammett, it's I terrible. Don't, I don't know what the effects are. This is something I, I would actually be interested in finding out because I think both of us came of age at a time when it wasn't, I mean, it's obviously not nearly as available right. when we grew up right. as it is now. It was more magazines. and right. You had to search for if it. You have, have you and watched TED Talks? Yeah. Okay, well, there was one. It was a, it was, there's been a couple on pornography that have been fantastic, and I yeah. can't remember the guy's name yeah. who did it, but it's easy to find. Yeah. Just search porn on the yeah. computer. Right. <laughs> he um, he had a uh, a study about magazines, about um, pornography in magazines and yeah. the effect on the brain versus pornography online. And because of the constant clicking and the constant new material that comes up at you online, mm-hmm. it's so different than a magazine porn picture. It it acts on the brain in a completely different way. And it well, causes- this is where I was getting at. I'd, I'd be very interested yeah. in finding out, and I don't know if we can get this answer yet, but so you're suggesting it's already out there? I think maybe There's, that's there true. There have been a lot of stuff. what's going to happen to people having. who are raised Here's, in that? Right. right. Here's the problem that they're having. Yeah. They cannot find a control group of men who are not exposed to <laughs> pornography. How do you like that? Yeah, right. There isn't one. <laughs> there isn't a control group except for a small number of men who are now deciding on their own, I will not watch this anymore because it is affecting me on a very personal level. They are getting erectile dysfunction. They cannot perform sexually. They cannot have relationships with women. And they're realizing internally this is a problem. Now, the study that was talked about on TED Talks talks about how the magazine porn, people who who grew up on that, like in our generation, when they go through reparative therapy to try and stop using porn, those people bounce back like this. Mm-hmm. If they have ED, it was an ED study. Mm-hmm. They have erectile dysfunction because they have been addicted to porn. The people who are on the magazine porn, they come back almost immediately. <laughs> the men who are addicted to online pornography takes twice as long. To come back? Yes, that's <laughs> a problem. I, I don't disagree. Um, but I so think let's it talk, lends to this. It lends you think it to lends the to them saying oh. nasty things to you oh, online? Oh, absolutely. It lends to the misogyny because... I don't know if it's because of, of porn. I... I don't know what the cause is. I, I, I don't know that it's just porn. I, there is a mindset, though, with... I've seen it more on YouTube than I've seen in anything else I've done, where it's just... I think it's the anonymity more than anything. It's that. Plus, if you notice, you know, Gamergate. Yeah. The gamers are a real... Um, also part of this... They're part of this uh, That's generation. the culture this is the cult. on steroids. Okay, right. And the, all the screen time and in yeah. front of the screens, it leads... They, they've already done studies about gamers and ADD and how it, you know, compute. Uh, too much computer time leads to these types of behaviors, mm-hmm. unable to pay attention, inability to, um, you know, 
keep a conversation, blah, blah, blah. And they are these, they are just lashing out these, they just lash out just like they do in their games where they hunt down, you know, women, they, they have games where they hunt down women and kill them. Mm-hmm. I, the person who was sending me stuff on Twitter with the, the, uh, literal obscenity, like the definition of it. Um, That person, I looked at his profile, he created a game where you can hunt down the girls who, any girls who ever uh, dissed you and cut their throats. And that's horrible. Well, and this is what they're doing. So if you think that this is the kind of thing that's happening, and it, it is a cultural problem, it is a pornography problem, you know, people have called me an anti porn activist. I'm not really an anti porn activist necessarily. Because you don't see me over at the Oak Lawn Library trying to get the Playboy taken out of there. You know, they have microfiche and tons of, they have all of them back from the very beginning. You don't see me over there complaining about the the Playboys. The fact that they have maybe lewd material available to people. That's not, we're not talking about Lady Chatterley's lover here. We are talking about child porn being accessed in the library. Okay, so let me, let me tell you what I know about the issue and we'll talk about what's going on in the library. Here's my understanding of, tell me if I'm wrong. This is what I think you're going up against. Uh, so the Orland Park Library, which is where we're recording right now, um, they have a policy that says children, there's a downstairs, there's an upstairs, the downstairs children's area, um, only children can access it or parents who are with their children. And it's, there are filters there. Like those, yes. that's fine. Upstairs where the adults uh, can can use the computer, um, there are no filters at all. And your concern, and by the way, the law says, uh, the, the library says, I don't know if it's a law or the library, but it says if if they're watching child porn, that's that's a no-go. Uh, obviously, okay, you that, will be reported to the police. That is what they say, but then they don't do that. Okay, so we'll talk about that. But that's what the law is, right? If yes. they're watching it, that's totally not allowed. It's supposed to be illegal, It's yes. supposed to be illegal. If it's obscene whatever the definition of that is. Tell me if I'm wrong here. If it's obscene, the library says we will take action on it. No, they will not. No, they will not, not or that's not what the policy is? No, they will not do that. They will not even put that in there. That's not in the policy. Okay, so here's a question, because I I actually don't disagree with, I think, the gist of what you're trying to do, um, which is you don't want people watching porn in the library. That's disgusting. Sexual behavior belongs at home. Okay, I agree. Um, Now... And by the way, I don't fully agree with the let's have no filters at all. Let me ask you on a practical level, though, for the library, what do you, I know you want, if if someone's watching porn or something, you want them reported, maybe a police report in certain cases, I guess, in all cases. Yes. It's actually against the law. To watch. It is actually against the law in Orland Park. Orland Park has a law. Like if you were doing that on the sidewalk, yeah. you could be arrested. If I was doing what? Watching, watching porn? Watching porn on the sidewalk. Like on my phone on yeah, the right. sidewalk. Yeah, right. If you yeah. were, people who were walking by could see it, you could be arrested for, they have a, it's a conduct code 8-6-1-1 and it okay. says you cannot be, that you cannot be engaging in lewd and lascivious behavior in public. Okay. So it, so, and it also says, and it, there's an addendum on there that says that contributes to the um, uh, breakdown of, I don't know, it's like contributes to the uh, to lewdness in public. That contributes to lewdness in public. It's a sexual behavior. Like if behavior, someone does it, more people are going to be spurred to do it as or well? Th- or that it affects people. What you yeah. do in public affects sure. people. So it's like spitting on the sidewalk sure. or taking a crap on the sidewalk. You can't do that. So here's my question for you. No, I agree. Um, what 
should the library, what do you want to see them do? Do you just want them to report people who are doing it? Do you want them to install filters? I want them to call the police when they should call the police. Listen, yes, they should install filters also. Every major corporation... Every major corporation has filters to block the, uh, illegal material like child porn, like bestiality, like all this stuff that's out there that we were just talking yeah. about. No company allows people to access that information in, uh, from, a from their practical works. level. I don't think you need to be a software expert to answer this question. What do you want them to filter? I want them to filter illegal content. How? Well, like this, is, have, this okay, is a real practical we, okay, question. How have, can they do that? I have contacted... There are um, high-tech crimes units Mm -hmm. in this state. I have contacted several of them asking, will experts from the high-tech crimes unit come and speak to the library about how they can do that? They are willing and ready to come anytime this library asks them. And guess what? The library refuses to even ask for help. They will not ask the experts, and they have a pro- they have a child porn problem. Now, listen. Is it a problem? It is a How problem. How big of a problem is this? How all often does it the, happen? All the time. All across this nation, men are arrested for accessing and downloading child porn in libraries. And actually... How often does it happen here? Reported? Only one time. We have reported. Okay. In, that I means, think, 12 years or something? That mean, those, that's only the one we've... we've but that's the only, the one, only one that's been reported, right. Yes, because listen to what they have done. You know, you guys love to talk about how many FOIA Who's requests... Who's you guys? You and everybody on your, on your blog, okay, okay. So who's talking about all of this. You, uh, they love to say, my critics, we'll just call them, okay? Yeah. My critics like to say that I have put in all these FOIA requests and yeah. it's burdensome and blah, blah, blah. The library from day one tried to hide these documents, the one you're holding in your hand, mm-hmm. okay, plus others. There are others. I only brought this one. Mm-hmm. There is child porn in, that was accessed in this library. Not only were there three witnesses, but they had two chances to call the police, and they did not do it. The staff okay. did not do it. No, let me finish. Uh, yeah, go ahead. The staff did not do it the first time it was reported, and then the director saw the man in the library the next day and she chose also not to call the police. That is a crime. She is a public employee. Someone did a federal crime in her building and they should have paid the price and so should she for not doing what she was supposed to do. To this day, no one has ever taken responsibility for that. They admitted that it happened. They admitted they should have called the police. Yes. But nothing was done and no one has paid the price. Now, listen. Okay, yeah. Not only has that happened, but there have been several instances of public masturbation in this building. There are police reports of in one of these very rooms that we're sitting in, a 17-year-old girl was trapped. As you can see, we yeah, it's one a small way out room, of this there's room. one way out. She was trapped by, there was a man standing right there at the door, masturbating, looking at her with his penis out of his pants. Yeah. And she was trapped in here, and the only thing she could do was call the police. Because as you can see, the teenagers use these rooms upstairs. You have to walk past the computer lab to get here. And they were allowing all these men to sit there and become sexually aroused all day long and watch the teenage and prey on the teenagers. I'm not a shill for the library, but I, a question I genuinely have for you. What do you think the library, do you think they are like, yeah, we want people to do that? What do they you, certainly aren't stopping it. I don't. Do you I, think they're I, like, yeah, we want people to watch porn in the library? There is. <laughs> no, I mean, what do you you're think, asking that. <laughs> what do you think their position is on this issue? Their position is that they, they do not care if people watch porn in the library. And in fact, why they, don't will, they? they will spend. Why do you think they, will, they don't? They have spent $480,000 making sure people can still watch porn in the library. 
Do you think that's their position, though? It Which is, is their we position. want people to watch porn in the library, or well, is that just a side they certainly effect don't. They of certainly a broader don't. principle? They certainly don't want to stop it. And they have not done anything. They have done very few things to stop it. Now, we have, had, we have forced them to make certain changes mm-hmm. that have cut down on this problem, okay? I have, look... There are testimonies by librarians who used to work here. Yeah. Who Linda's ex, one of them, and she, I have her testimony on video. She came to a board meeting and said that she was sexually harassed in the workplace, that she had to work in that IT department. She felt sexually harassed. Do you think women should be sexually harassed at work? Obviously not. No, it's illegal, isn't it? For some reason, it isn't illegal in a library. Linda Zek said that she was sexually harassed. She said men were constantly staring at her in a, and they were watching porn while doing it, that they were accosting you know, female uh, librarians. And she was told if she didn't like it, she could leave. It is even written in And that's horrible. Their, if it's true, as it what, is as true in the way you're saying it, then and she's yeah. The, she's one of two employees that I know of who came forward. The, that doesn't mean there aren't more because women are generally very scared to talk about sexual harassment. I believe so you. The second woman had worked here as a part-time librarian. She was actually stalked by a man, the same man. She complained to the director that this man was stalking her and the director told her she could quit. She went to the police and filed a report. So it's... All public I, I would like to. I would rather also hear the library side of why they wouldn't have taken action. They will, they will not talk but about it. That's we would love to hear their side sure, also. I'm, that's I'm sure you would. Okay, so let me ask you a tactical question because mm-hmm. this is again what I don't get. What you're saying here sounds very reasonable, and in most situations, I think most people would be like, "Yeah, I agree with you." So then. Why does this go off like the deep end in the public image? For example, I think you would be more effective if you weren't filing. I mean, I think there was one FOIA request where you asked, like, why does this woman wear red every let's, month? Let's talk about why? Let's talk about Mrs. Claus. Let's yeah. do it. Okay. I, I love uh, this For someone question. who says, I let's don't like do it, it when women are talked about, like, why? who cares about what I look like? Let's talk about content. That sounds like you're attacking a woman for what she's wearing. Now, let, let's talk about yeah. Mrs. Claus. And by the way, the stuff about misogyny against women, I'm talking about people who want to shit in my mouth. It's a lot different than saying someone wore red three times in a row. Who cares? Well, I'm going to explain it to Please. you. Lauren Zumbach, who works at the Chicago Tribune, loves to write about that FOIA request that had that in there, that there was a question about why does one of your board members dress up like Mrs. Claus every, time, every board meeting? But she, doesn't, she never talks about why that was in there in the first place. The Mrs. Claus, her name is Beth Girach, and she is one of uh, she is a terrible board member. And at one meeting, she actually suggested that the library should just stop producing FOIAs. She just, just stop doing it. I have her on video saying that. This is a woman who wants to thwart the public. You realize you're totally not answering I, the I'm, question. I'm getting there. But this is irrelevant right this now. This is a woman who, it's not irrelevant when a public body is breaking the law. No, then we could talk about why you might want to vote her out or whatever the, the way is, oh, but like what? She, and, and then she also subsequently wore the exact same outfit for three different times and it was red and she looked like Mrs. Claus. So I asked the question. We were pointing out that this woman is a problem. She it was so, so bad that she decided, first of all, she suggested that they should stop producing 
FOIA requests, and when they and that and then she d- decided not to run for the board again. And it, our tactic worked because she What's never she never again said that they should break the law. We were just pointing out the fact that this woman was breaking the law. You, Lauren Zumbach leaves out everything except for that one sentence in the FOIA request. But you realize that sentence makes you guys sound petty and like you're just attacking these people. Like it's not effective. Is my question? Like that's my issue. Okay. If you wanted Hemant, to make let me, your let me case. tell you about attacking people. Let me tell you what attacking people really is. You're trying to parse my words for no, something I'm I not actually trying to say. No, I want to tell you about what attack uh, what an attack really is. On October fourth, when I wrote and sent a letter about what had happened to me in this library and what I witnessed and saw, when I wrote my letter, no one contacted me from the library to say, "Gee, we're sorry about Hang what on, happened to you." Pause for just a second. I get that. No, no, no. Let me tell you what happened. But you're missing my question. You're you're dodging my question. You're missing my point. I want to tell you what a real attack on a person is. I know what a real attack is. I read this stuff. I know this stuff. On October 8th, four days after I sent that letter, Mary Weimer, the director here, sent an email to the police chief asking him to investigate me and have me investigated. And I ask you, which is an attack on a person? Using the police as a weapon or commenting that someone wears red three times in a row? So can I get back to my question now, which is if you want... Answer my question? I don't know what you're talking about. Which though. one is an attack? Commenting that someone wears red three times in a row? I or don't know the whole situation the that happened with you. I don't know her side of the story here, but that's awful. So back to my question. If you actually care about these issues, about the the filter on the computers, about all this, the FOIA request stuff, it seems like a more effective strategy would be to stay focused on that stuff, for one, but when you go into even a slight sidebar to comment on a woman's appearance, that hurts your side. Like, right? No. It makes you look silly. Look. And petty. You know what's silly? Dodging. Something that I'm not talking about. You know what's silly <laughs> is dodging FOIA requests from the public I agree. when you are That's supposed crazy. to give them. So you're and, dodging and my question, thing. Here's though. Here's another thing. Wait, this is the third time now. You're dodging what I'm saying. Oh, I don't I'm agree saying, with you. I you said don't no, agree I that don't it's agree irrelevant? Or what do you think? Like... Again, I'm not, a t- I'm not trying to go after you here. I think you actually could be making a valid point. But in terms of trying to communicate that idea, you're giving people ammo by just saying, like, let's focus on this. No, I, I think what is interesting to me is that everyone wants to focus on this one particular th- uh, throwaway sentence in a FOIA request. But why would you include when it we in are there? Talking, when we are talking about people who have dodged and broken the law so many times in trying to hide documents that you're not getting to what's really important here. You're focusing on this one small, like, joke, and you're not looking at what they actually did. At some point, when you have filed but FOIA requests, and they give, have You're making it, it very you. easy for people to ignore the real issues that you are bringing up by I, giving them, like, hey, okay, look well, at this Okay, you're thing. making it very easy for people to say we should call CPS on her children. I disagree, but yes, okay, you I hear you. Well, okay, well, then stop. Because okay. this is, I disagree. I could say you're making it easy for people to file false complaints against me. No. But I'm asking a legit question, which is, again, I'm trying to help you out here as a tactical thing. Don't you think it would be, you would be convincing, more convincing to people? All right, I, if I don't you think we need to talk about my this. tactics. Here's what I would rather, <laughs> here's what I would rather talk about. Uh-huh. Mary Weimer pretended she didn't get FOIA requests, but then we found Look, emails that, pro- that she legit. produced 
Well, then let's talk about the real the real issue here that this I library talk about allowed how child you are porn. Doing it. This library allowed child porn to be accessed, and no one called the police. That's a problem. It is a, and that's the but, real meat of the issue. So let's not get so I agree. Let's not get so caught if, up in this. If that is the real meat of the issue, why are you giving people reason? Why to are not you focus giving people reason? To call Chicago Public... You act like I'm telling people to do this, and you know I'm not. It seems like it. I think you're taking something I said out of context and making it sound worse than it is. Look, there's an entire list here that says all of the things the library has done. Okay, and I agree. And if that's the issue... Let's talk about that. Why not go to a reporter? Why do you think reporters don't pay attention? Because you've talked about this. I think you said they would never cover it because it's like going after like a fluffy bunny is what you said. Okay, Let's talk about the media, th- please. Yeah. Let's talk about the media. I think if you Instead want it to of- be effective, and you said, hey, reporter, I have a story for you. There are people who go to this yeah, library look, and watch porn. Do you see this report of yeah. child porn that I handed to you? Yeah. I handed this same report to ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox, Why do you channel. think they didn't pursue I it? I handed it to them. I went over the details with them. Each one was horrified. Each one said, oh, my Lord, this is bad. The police... Yeah. I turned this over to the police. The police admitted police should have been called. This yeah. was a mistake. They even went back and reinvestigated. And this is the one that the library apologized. We handled this pr- improperly, right? Yes. That's the one. That's the yeah. one. The, the police even admitted that this was a serious oversight. So they went back they and investigated. They didn't cover it because, like you just said, they don't want to go after a library. See, this it's is where I think it's wrong. I, I think if they had a legitimate reason and you're giving it to them, um, to say, look at what a library is doing that's wrong. If I was a reporter, not just me, but like if I'm a reporter, I'm looking for stories and you're I'm not looking understanding for controversy. The corporate, you're not understanding corporate media. But is that the real issue then? You the think real issue that- is that the media gets together and collaborates on the story they're going to tell. I can tell you that that happened. The American Library Association, let's talk about the American Library Association for a minute. They have their talking points that they feed to the media every single time an issue like this comes up. And every single time they say it's a freedom of speech issue, even if it includes child porn. They will keep child porn Do you think the American Library the Association says, yeah, we want people to watch child well, porn? Look up Mark Rosenzweig one time because Mark Rosenzweig is one of their head counselors at the American Library Association, and he's been on a listserv actually quoted as saying that he doesn't think a little goat sex is going to hurt children. So I don't know. I, what do you think? I think it sounds a little strange no, to me, but um, the American Library Association. As someone who is in that circle of people, or at least that kind of side of the fence, uh, that's not something we discuss at meetings. <laughs> So it well, does seem a little weird to say that we all conspire together to to allow this well, stuff to happen. No, 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 no. Or the what media does is, it or what, anyone no, does it. No, what I'm saying is I talked to four different reporters from the major news outlets. About that story. Yes. Yes. And every, every my entire focus was on this particular child porn incident. Yeah. And not one of them decided to include it in the story. You know what they wrote, what they did instead? What? Prude mom doesn't want to see porn at the library. Library standing up for First Amendment rights. They all took the same tactic. It, it wasn't a mistake. Cheryl Atkinson, it was just she just did a TED talk mm-hmm. recently about how grass uh, 
how they do fake grassroots media campaigns and how people manipulate the media. And one of the things that she said in that talk was that you can't trust anything that these people do because it's all manipulated by, for instance, the studies they talk about are manipulated by the drug companies that did the study. And then the drug comes out. And then, I mean, it's very interesting to listen to her talk about big corporation media and how it works. And a person like Cheryl Atkinson would know. She was a part of it for a very long time until she discovered this place is like a rotting corpse. The media has a vested interest in not telling stories anymore. It's not really what they want to do. They're not interested in telling stories. They're interested in selling products. They're interested in selling products. If we're talking selling products, saying, hey, look, this library that everyone loves is doing something wrong, that sounds like something that's going to get a lot of so hits. So does porn. That just putting pornography in the headline gets a lot of hits. So they get their hits, but they also keep out the most important part of the story because it would hurt the library and thus the American Library Association, which is a far-left organization. Why does left the media care about that? Because they care about the issues that Democrats care about. That's why. And now I think you sound ridiculous again. As soon as you get into that little end thing, you've got to get a little jab in there against the left. That's where I think you lose a lot of people. Well, okay, but but those are my political views. No, I know. I'm entitled to have them. I didn't and say that you is weren't. The way, I'm just saying I'm that's how you person. come off to people. I'm, I'm not the only person. Well, you know, a lot of people hate Ann Coulter too, but I think yeah. she's doing okay. <laughs> you know, I, I think that I think that you know, you know, you raised a lot of money for the library. You raised seven thousand yeah. dollars for the library. Does it bother you at all that you have raised money for a library that had went to extreme lengths to cover up an incident no, of because child I've, porn? I went to this library growing up. I know most of these. Oh, so, the types so of nothing peoples. bad could ever happen here. No, you know. Again, you're, you're taking my words out of context. In your hand, that something terrible happened here, and it I think there's another up. side to the it, story that I haven't heard yet. It was covered up. It didn't. Well, they won't talk to you. Okay. Go ahead and try. Okay. It was it was covered it was covered in this incident report that this is from the library. Did you go to the library? Did you go to any? I, I know you weren't. I grew, grew up, up here. I grew up here. I okay. grew up in this library. Okay, so you went to this library. Do you too. remember back when it was the little library yeah. on West Street? I I've do. been going there since it was in that the Aileen Andrews Library. I am a. I grew up here. I worked at the mall. I, you know, I. Yeah. This is my town. This is my area. Just because I live, you know, you live in Naperville now. Yeah. That doesn't mean you're not in. This isn't your library, right? Right. No, it feels like I, home. Type feels of, like yeah. home to me too. I've been here, my whole life. Um, since I was about six years old when I started, you know, coming to the library and reading and having, I love libraries. Let's get that straight too. I love libraries. I am a homeschooling mom. The library, the library is my school. It's my school room. Is this your home library that you go to? I use tons of libraries. Okay. This is this is one of them, yeah. okay, because I like to travel to different libraries to get, because each library has something unique and different to offer. And that's what's great about the Illinois Library Share Program because you can use any library in Illinois. And this library receives hundreds of thousands of dollars in, in grants from the state and in uh, and from Cook County and from other county and part of Will County too because part of Will County is in, in Orland Park. Um, so you know this place it's great. It's a, it's a wonderful place. Now one of the one of the unfortunate parts about Orland is that um, you know because this is such a affluent place. They tend to spend money here like it's water, and they're not paying enough attention to how they are how they are spending the taxpayers' money. For instance, they spent four hundred and eighty thousand dollars now fighting this when filters could cost them like five thousand bucks. What do you think is the better idea? Fight like crazy. And before we before we finish, can I just talk about 
one of the criticisms is that I've cost the library money. And mm-hmm. that was why you raised the money was because yeah. you said I cost the library money. I, that is, I highly disagree with that. All the, the library cost itself money? Yes, they did. First of all, you had something inaccurate in your video. They did not hire two people to, to do FOIA requests. To handle your FOIA requests. They what did, did they do? They assigned two people who were already ro- working here to handle those requests. Well, essentially, that's the same thing, no, right? It isn't. Because those are two people no, who can't do the other work said, they have to do. No, but you said, you, no, but you also no, no, said, no, no, they are still doing their other jobs. That is baloney. They are not, we FOIA'd all of this, so we know they didn't hire anybody and they're still doing their jobs. So they are not so taxed that they had to hire two more people. And that made people think that I made them hire two more people. That is not the case. That's not true. Not true. The other thing that is not true is that I cost them all this money. I did not. FOIA requests were free to send for email. It is free for them to just copy the documents and send them. Instead, they went to their lawyers, they fought every single one, they and they let the lawyers charge them for all this, you know, two hundred and fifty bucks an hour to do that. They didn't have to do that. They chose to do that. Then when I complained to the attorney general's office, because that's what you do when they don't mm-hmm. send a FOIA back. You have to report it to the public access counselor. That's free also. The public access counselor sends them a letter and says, what did you do here? And explain it to us. Mary Weimer could have sat down and typed out that email. It's all by email. Mm-hmm. Could have typed out her explanation and sent it right then. They did not do that. They hired attorneys to do the letter writing for them. They hired attorneys at $250 an hour to do that. I did not How do that. How many FOIAs have you filed? I, I, don't, I don't know. But let me tell you about the, how, the number of FOIAs. Everybody's all upset about how many FOIAs we sent. Because it's excessive is the, the claim. Re- that's the claim, but that's not true. The reason all the FOIAs had to go in so many was because they kept denying what was sent. So you have to write another one. It's not like, and it was all for the same, the same things. So what could have taken, you're saying, a yep. handful of FOIAs yep. ended up Absolutely. blowing up out of like a lot of them. That's right. Because here's, let me give you an example yeah. so I could show you. We asked for emails with my name in it, let's yeah. say. I wanted to know what they were talking sure. about regarding me because they were attacking me. So I asked for all the for emails. For what it's worth, I know atheist groups that have filed similar FOIA sure. requests with other people. Okay, yes. so I asked for the emails with my name in it, and I also asked for the BCC fields. I yeah. wanted to see those fields. As a public employee, public email, you don't have the ability to put BCCs in with it being private. Sure. Those are public too. Right. They would send me the emails, but they would not include the BCC fields. So then I had to send another FOIA that I'm said- I'm sorry, j- I'm just so I'm clear on this. Why would they BCC you on anything? Not BCC to me. I wanted to see who they were sending who it to. Who they were BCCing okay? on their emails on about their the, emails okay. about Sorry. this issue. Yeah. Because I believe they were communicating with the American Library Association from the beginning. So I was looking for those yeah. addresses. Well, they would send me the, what I asked for, but they wouldn't send the BCC list. So mm-hmm. I had to go to the public access counselor. Then the public access counselor would say, well, they had to turn them over. Then I had to send another FOIA request and asking for all... it again. And then they would send it to me with the BCC fields, but they wouldn't send, um, then they would say with names of lists, but it wouldn't say who they went to. So then I had to go for a third time. Right. A third time. So altogether, this adds up to the yes. number of FOIA Here's requests. Here's another reason. They would send, we asked for the Kleinthorpe Jenkins attorney's uh, bills. Yeah. They sent them totally redacted, like it was a CIA mm-hmm. document that we couldn't see. Well, that's against the law. So I had to go to the PAC. I had to say to the PAC again, well, they're redacting things and I can't see what's on this. So please tell them to stop redacting. Then I would have to send another for the same document. Yeah. So 
and the PAC so would say the media to them, says, you have to produce this without, without redactions. Yeah. So the claim that you have filed all these FOIA requests, that's not telling the full story because it's really about a handful of them that ended up needing right. repetition. Some of them had to go to court to be litigated. Some of them actually had to go before a judge before they would give it up, give up the information. And in every case, in every case, I won. Yeah. Except one time the PAC said that they did not have to produce documents because they didn't already have them in electronic form. Uh-huh. Okay, so that was and so instead we had to come to the library and look at the paper documents. Going back to the two people that were hired though, I mean, you one of the reasons I reached out, the beef that we had online was that you said, "Oh, I raised like $7,000, but it went right back to like us, our lawyers or whatever it was." And my my response back was, "No, it went to the library's fund." And ultimately, some money came out of the library's fund and their insurance or whatever. Like, that money still goes toward helping the library with its programs and no, stuff. Actually, However, but it's, I, it's I how you want to take it. Well, sure, but I don't think you understand how the library spends its money. Because okay. we, we went over, let me tell you how much they spent on food in one year. Wait, wait, wait. Over $10,000. This $10, is why I'm bringing that up, though. This is why I'm bringing that up, though. When you're in saying ten- they didn't have to hire two people, you basically took two people who had other things that they had no, to do. No, they're still doing their jobs. They are still in their jobs. They are still doing their day-to-day operations. Scott Romanga is here right now. I bet you he's doing his job. He's one of the people who does the FOIA requests. Look, they, this library spends $10,000 a year on food and treats for staff. That is, that is an accurate number. That is what we have we've mm-hmm. gone through all the receipts. Your $7,000 went to the Orland Park Bakery is where no, it went. No, that's what I'm saying. It didn't <laughs> go. I didn't say line item like this can only be used for food. It's, I know the library no, has I know. expenses. It's a general that, it's fund. It's a general I get fund. It. You know that. Hemet, can I also tell you about the Open Meetings Act violations? Because here's something that I think you can The only appreciate. concern I have is I know they're going to kick us out any second. No, that's my concern. They're not going to kick us out. But we can have another. You can ask yeah. them for more time. Here's the thing. I like how you think I have sway over this whole library. Well, (laughs) well, you've given them $7,000. They ought to let you stay for an extra Uh 15 minutes. Um, You know, here's the thing about the Open Meetings Act. The Open Meetings Act was written to protect the public, okay? It's so that public... As in you can go to their board meetings? That's right. It's so that the public has access to government boards. Yeah, and and that's good. And the people are allowed to be at, not only be at the meetings, but there are certain things that must be voted on in public, that there are public uh, comment rules, and these are City councils have the same type of rules. Yes, that's right, and it's very important. Okay, here's here's what I want to get across with the Open Meetings Act. Open meetings is so important to our democracy because... If we do not have open government, we can't see what they're doing behind the cu- the curtain. Right. And and I don't disagree. They, by the way, me, I, you're explain. acting like I disagree with you. In the Open Meetings Act, it says that if you violate any of these things in the act, you will be committing a Class right. C misdemeanor. It doesn't say you may have. It doesn't no, say you, you might. You did. Have. You did. Hold on. Yeah. Let me finish. Yeah. The library did break the Open Meetings Act. They restricted public speech. During a meeting, they had illegal public comment policies. They held an illegal meeting on on a legal holiday on Abraham Lincoln's birthday. These are three things that they did specifically that broke the Open Meetings Act. According to the law, if you break the Open Meetings Act and you commit that Class C misdemeanor, as they did three times, you are supposed to be responsible for up to 30 days in jail and up to $35,000 or $5,000 fine. We Now, if you committed a Class C misdemeanor, which would be carrying a certain amount of marijuana yeah. on you, let's say. Let's say you had that uh, 
a little bit of marijuana on you that was a Class C misdemeanor, you would be hauled off in handcuffs. Would you agree? Yeah, and you're saying the library has li- No, I, ca- I went to the police because nobody seemed to know what to do. I had this letter from the attorney general that said they committed this Class C misdemeanor. The attorney general, though, just sends a letter saying you did this. Yeah. If you want to prosecute, you have to go to the state's attorney you. or whatever. I go to the police. I say to the police, well, here's evidence that they committed a Class C misdemeanor. And if I did, I'd be in handcuffs right now. So I want you to march over there and arrest them. Mm-hmm. They, they, after an exhaustive four-hour investigation, they came back to me and said, oh, we're not going to do anything about this because the state's attorney won't prosecute. So, let me, so, so Hemant, it's such a double standard. You Against. would be prosecuted for uh, any Class C misdemeanor, which also includes like drunken disorderly right. and you know, uh, you know, marijuana possession. You would be prosecuted. I would be prosecuted. But a government board has... Mm-hmm. They can just do whatever they want. Um, I saw some of the videos. That's why we sued, by the way. Yeah. You have to sue in order to get any kind of um, retribution, any kind of actual consequence for law-breaking when it comes to public bodies. If you don't sue, they will get away with it. That's it. That's all there is to it. I saw some of the videos that you guys had posted of your at the, open, at the board meetings that you guys were yeah. at. Again, going back to a tactical thing, there are times, I know, for public comments in these meetings and stuff, but it seemed, again, I didn't watch a lot of these, it sounded like you guys were sometimes being belligerent. You were, like, talking out of turn. You were cutting people off. You were just rude. Uh, no, I, I disagree. You disagree. Actually, Kleinthorpe Jenkins has an attorney who, at the very first um, meeting we were at, his name is James Fessler, the very first meeting that I attended, he interrupted me several times. He was very rude. He broke the OMA right there, and we didn't know about the Open Meetings Act yeah. at the time, or I could have gotten him on three different counts. He, I, they have been belligerent with me from the very beginning. This is not a, a case. Okay, so of, they're doing it back to you, and that's no, wrong. No, they, as they well, started or? it. They started doing that. They started right off the bat being belligerent, breaking the law, trying to silence. And if you watch the videos of me speaking, the only time when it gets heated is when they keep interrupting us. They keep claiming illegal things like that's a personal attack. Anytime you say anything they disagree with. Are you making personal attacks? Absolutely not. It is not a personal attack to say this particular public official right here acted poorly. That is not a public attack. Depends how you say it. Or a personal attack. Depends no, how you say it. No, first of all, it's free speech. It is free, free speech. speech. I'm not saying it's illegal. I'm saying it's not effective. The Open Meetings Act has absolutely nothing in it that says the public must watch their tone when speaking to public officials. I, I agree with you, but I I'm saying... I don't think you do, because no, you're, I know you you're right. that I'm rude. I'm like, I'm not... As an opinion. I have a... I, look, I may be passionate about this particular incident because I, By the way, people, I say this to people in my side of the fence as well, because I've seen people who are like uh, talking about racism or sexism and stuff. And the way they say it, I agree with them, but I feel like it's just pushing away people who might otherwise be on our side. And that's what I was like. Well, I it's think the tone I think thing. that the tone is the reason why you have that opinion of my tone. You is think it's because you're a woman? No, I disagree. No, I've said I, that to guys no, too. I think that I've other just people, gotten in other, an argument with guys. Who other do it. people. Same thing. Yeah. When when Kevin speaks, I, I was going to say Kevin this about speaks, Kevin too. I saw Kevin speak in no those videos too. No one says that about him. I thought that about him too, though. Well, no not just about ever, you. No one has but ever no said one's that brought about it up him. To him. No one has ever said I that about him. I do think that some of those videos, though, when you guys are at those meetings, it's a little, again, it's legal, 
but it is a little intimidating and kind of weird when Kevin's like walking around with a camera like this or you have an iPhone like kind of right in front of someone's well, face. The Open or Meetings something. Act is there to protect people f- Again, to I'm not videotape saying it's illegal. in yes, public. But like, why not just have the one standing well, we do. camera? We do, but, but when, just that. When just Bridget Bittman is running around the room, someone needs to, to follow her and find out what she's doing. I mean, it, it's not. That's, do you realize you sound creepy when you say things like that? Listen. If I said that about you, you'd be like, this is horrible. Why would you ever what, say that? What, for, we're talking about public officials here in a public meeting who are behaving badly, and you're saying I should, I should not get the, the camera angle that I no, want? That's, <laughs> I'm saying the way you go about doing it, it makes people think you're like, I don't know, it's a little weird. Oh, do people think that ABC News is weird when they follow people outside to, to ask them a question? I do. Well, again, not just on. asking a question if you're a public figure walking out of a courthouse and you have a microphone there, but when they're like going to their car, when they're doing. We did not follow private. anyone to their car. That's ridiculous. No, that's, I'm not suggesting you did. I'm saying when people follow others with there's a time and a place for when you should follow people around with a microphone or video camera. Well, in public, when you're in a public meeting, when you're being, your First Amendment rights are being stomped on, I think that's one of the times you should do it. OK. The attorney general has decided that they did step on my First Amendment rights. They decided that. OK. OK. They 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 kept people from speaking about what they wanted to speak about. Can I just seriously just list yes. a couple of these things that they did? Who? I won't go through the whole... The library. The library did too. They hid documents. They would not rep- produce them. We went over that. They hid incident reports showing the child porn. They hid the female employees who were harassed sexually, men exposing themselves and masturbating in the library, and children who were accosted here. The attorney general had to force them to produce those documents. Kleinthorpe Jenkins billed huge sums uh, to review the FOIA request when they, it was unnecessary. They tried to claim that two people should be treated the same as, a, uh, as the same person for a FOIA request, which is illegal. The attorney general said that was against the law. They claimed they did not have presentation materials from a presentation where we have witnesses who said there were presentation materials there, so they still have not released those. And, and that's under pending litigation right now also. They refused to produce the legal bills. We talked about that with the, the severe redactions, like it was a CIA document. Didn't produce records about a public employee using computers for personal use and her personal business. That's still under litigation. Did, someone in the library, a staffer on the library who you mentioned earlier, is suing you guys for defamation, correct? That is correct. It is a part of the pattern and practice of this library that has they have been using uh, tactics to silence their critics, and this is one of them. In a I don't long think she's doing it. it in associated with the library. She's doing it. She's absolutely on her associated own. with the library. She works here, but she's doing this on her own. It, I do not believe that. Absolutely not. I have on on videotape. I have a board member telling her to do it. I have a board member okay. saying that she should sue us for defamation. Now, it's under litigation right now, so I cannot comment sure. any further on that. But I will say it is it is meritless. It is an attack on me. At the same kind of attack, like they were using the police against me. They've just changed tactics. This so time. you didn't like go to this person's house? Absolutely I don't know. not. Okay. No. Um, Totally random, just because I had this early in the interview, and then I never asked you. Okay, what do you think about the whole other Megan Fox thing? <laughs> and then we'll wrap this up. I, f- I I used to feel sorry for me, and now I feel a little sorry for her. <laughs> okay, <laughs> she's she must be uh, googling when she googles her name now. She must get be like, who is this person? <laughs> um, but you know, Ashley, I would like to point out that if. 
the other Megan Fox. Yeah. I, I've actually meant to reach out to her to ask her because she has children and she's a mother. Yeah. And I bet that she would be interested in keeping weirdos out of the library too. And, you know, Ashley Judd, yeah. just she tweeted me the other day about, uh, because I, I told her I liked her essay so much about the kind of misogyny women are facing online for speaking out. And she tweeted me back, keep it up. Children are not for sex. And she's absolutely right. This library is absolutely wrong. Again, I don't think the library is saying children should be here like children. Let's all watch child porn. That's not their motto at this library. They are allowing it. And I will tell you that the American Library Association has told their the Office of Intellectual Freedom, which is so Orwellian sounding, mm-hmm. it's so funny. They have put out uh, the, at the they have put out the um, directives to librarians. It's written in their own policies that child porn is illegal. But yeah. you are not a judge, and so you cannot decide what is child porn. Oh, that come on now. That's absurd. You don't know what child porn is? Maybe you don't know what pornography is. Okay, I'll give you that. I think that's a stupid argument, too. Right. But, if you, but you don't know what child porn is. You're just either a liar or something's terribly wrong with you. They should not be telling librarians that you can't make a decision on what you is child porn. can't make a judgment porn. call yeah, on That's it. crazy. Anyone can see what child porn is, and if you see it like these three people did at this library, you should call the police immediately. Staff should call the police. That's what I want here. I want someone to pay for the fact that they did not call police. Mary Weimer ought to lose her job. That is, she was, she is, she has, def, she has, um, violated the public trust. And when a person does that in a public position, they need to, they need to be replaced. Uh, she made a very bad decision. She, I have pages and pages of dis- bad decisions that Mary Weimer has, has done. I have four pages of bad decisions that she has done. Now, I have, now you wanted to know, what do I want the library to do? Yeah. I, let's close with the goals, yeah. shall we? I have goals for the Orland Park Public Library to solve the problems. Install filters that block child porn and other illegal content on the adult computers. Close the library's accounts at the Orland Park Bakery and Norrell Diamond Jewelers and stop wasting tax money on expensive treats for staff. Replace Mary Weimer with a new director who is not an acolyte of the ALA, American Library Association. Eliminate the public spokesperson position in Orland Park. Instead, have the library director be the media contact like in every other library. It's a wasted, wasteful position. They don't need a spin doctor here. They just need a director who will speak to the public. This director doesn't for some reason. They need to end their relationship with Kleinthorpe Jenkins and find better attorneys who will not bleed taxpayers dry. They knew they were breaking the law. They knew it. They advised the library to keep fighting us, and they knew they were going to lose because they wrote the book on the Sunshine Laws. That's so unfortunate for them. They wrote that book, and then they encouraged their their client to break the law, costing them a fortune. If you want to be mad at somebody, be mad at Kleinthorpe and Jenkins because they advised them to do this. The other thing that they could do is... To this day, they still have not explained to the public why, why Mary Weimer was not disciplined for not calling the police when child porn was accessed and why that incident report was covered up for two years. We also need an explanation of why the police were not called when women reported there were men masturbating right next to them. They moved a woman in one case. They just moved her. Oh, come on. They need to adjust the salaries here. Mary Weimer makes $189,000 a year. That is so out of line with other library directors in the area. And they're raising the taxes 12% on the people of Orland Park when they're paying her an exorbitant amount. Police Chief Tim McCarthy doesn't even make that much. She makes more than the governor of Illinois. Is that 
Is that real? Does the public like? I don't the set the salaries. I don't know how. It well, works. I'm saying I'm just telling you that's the way it is. I and mean, if people in Orland Park want to be angry about money being spent, look to the library. Do not look to me. It's not me who's spending the money. They're stuffing their faces with donuts and buying diamonds and things. You for act their like friends. that's what they're doing with the money. Like, hey, let's just go on a shopping spree today. Oh no, today. I'm not acting. They bought. Marble clocks and uh, crystal for what reason? things for uh, Christmas presents for staff. Pens, gold pens. Nobody wants this stuff anymore. It's 2015. What was this? What are we? This is Mamie Eisenhower picking up. I feel up like these I gifts? need to hear the other side of this one. Well, that story they too. spent large amounts of money every year at Norel Diamond Jewelers. I have the receipts, and I can send them to you mm-hmm. on these particular gifts for staff. And I, I look. I know. Staff needs to be appreciated. I am in no doubt of that, okay? But these days, you do not have to buy someone a marble clock, you know, that costs... I think that they would probably enjoy a $50 gift certificate over at um, you know, P.F. Chang's ball, yeah. or, or something. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. catch up. Norrell Diamond Jewelers is not a place <laughs> that a public institution should be spending money on for their employees. Employees... Here's another thing. The li- everybody loves the library, like you said. Everybody yeah. loves this place. Would it be too hard to go to <clears throat> P.F. Chang's and say to them, hey, you know, we're having a Christmas party for our public employees. Would you like to show your support of the library and donate some gift cards? Mm-hmm. Sounds I, like you want a job here. I guarantee you that I could go around Orland Park, and I guarantee you I could get all their Christmas presents for free. That is what they should be doing. That is what a marketing person in the library should be doing. That's how you get your I'm community I'm pretty sure they're going to hire you. <laughs> yeah, <I'm pretty> <laughs> sure. <laughs> count on it. <laughs> All right. Was this a fair interview? Oh, absolutely. Yes, I've enjoyed it very much. And I, I really appreciate, I appreciate that, um, like I said, that, I mean, I do have one question about yeah. that. You call yourself a friendly atheist, and you are very friendly, and I appreciate that. And I think you probably do that because there is an... A distrust of atheists some people have and some people feel that atheists are are out to get you or mean or something because they are kind of mean. Mm-hmm. Like I have pages and pages of them being horribly, horribly mean to me. And as an atheist, I would like to ask you, are what do you do to combat that sort of thing? Do you speak to people about the way they behave? Because it seems like you put an emphasis on being friendly, and so that's important to you. I've said, uh, not just on the podcast, but on the site before, it's not because I'm friendly necessarily and everyone else isn't. It's because I know too many nice atheists. Now, that's not your experience. Um, but yeah, when I do speak about it, it is talking about how we spread our message in an effective way, which is why some of the things that I brought up earlier, it's like, I'm watching what you're doing. Forget the fact that I disagree with it. As a communicator, I just don't think it's a very good way of going about getting what you want. Um, So yeah, I talk a lot about how do we persuade people without alienating them. I talk about that stuff all the time. And yeah, part of that is if you're going around saying nasty shit about people, which you've gotten on YouTube and elsewhere, um, like, how do they think they're going to change your mind on these issues? If, like, do they think if they say I'm going to shit in her mouth that she's going to be like, oh, well, I guess I was wrong? No, well, of course not. Did you think? Did you think that that saying people should be horrified by my homeschooling my children would make me change? I my think mind you're on taking that, that out of context because it's just like a. Uh, I don't think it's so. Something I've, no, I think you I are because I know what to, I'm thinking. Do you want to apologize for that? I'll apologize for the way you're hand the, the way you're interpreting that because I know what my intention was when I said it, and it's not to say oh we need to take our kids away. It's that if she's teaching her kids what if you're teaching your kids what you were saying at the museum, 
And I did not know that you're also exposing them to evolution and other science and, you know, all that stuff, because we have seen instances where parents do not teach their kids that stuff. Well, so those parents should be taken away? No. Their kids should be taken away? But I am scared about what those kids are learning. That's well, all I'm saying. You're you're in you're inferring that I want your kids to be taken away. Well, no, but you're, that's not no, at not, all the case. Maybe that's not the case how you feel, but right. it is the way that people who listen to you feel. I agree, and for that reason, I did a bad job of communicating that. For that, I apologize for sure. Definitely not what I meant. What I meant is that no, there are parents who do shelter the broader, their kids, keep them in a bubble. Yeah, that's, that's scary. True, but, and I think you, based okay, on wait. what you're saying, you think it's scary too. No, I, I don't. I, I actually think that people have the right to be free in this country. No, and they have a right they, to They have it. a right to be sh- as sheltered as they want to they be. They do. They have a right. I'm not and saying when they those don't. Children, now, listen, I am not saying that children are not abused in some of these situations. Yeah. However, they are also abused in other situations. I agree. Kids that go to public school are abused also. I agree. So it's not, abuse is not one or the other and, and and people have the right to be free in their ideas they have a right to think the way they want to think they have a right just to, to raise be clear their children. i don't disagree with you on this but it does scare me that there are people who are doing that and just as you would be horrified if they were uh, learning learning like actually i'm not though see that's the thing yeah. is that i am not horrified or scared about ideas they don't scare me no not about ideas but, but you it's are the you're keeping horrified people in a bubble. by the ideas by the idea of keeping kids in a bubble so they're not exposed but they're to not things. in a bubble they're out there in the world this world Your is kids out there are in, not in the bubble well, other kids, look, some kids, like you're saying too, we've seen abuses and it goes in other ways too. It's not just homeschooling kids. Again, I know homeschooled atheists. They're fine. And I would be horrified if they're not exposed to different ideas as okay, well. Okay, but if you're, if you're upset or worried about the way that people are teaching their children, it seems like what's interesting is that the people who, are, who read your stuff are all suggesting to use the power of the state to come down on those people. Not my people. Oh, I don't yes. know who these people oh, are. Oh, yes. No, no, no. Here. On my video, yeah. I yeah. don't know who these people are. Well, but they're atheists, just like How do you. you. Know that? Because they say so. Because they say so. They want they want people who you're, think like me. You're making me. me take responsibility for things anonymous commenters say on YouTube. Well, but like, you said, but it's dead. I, I from set what the you tone. Said. I set, set the, the tone, tone. But I don't think that tone, that comment aside, which I agree. But you know, these look. I have yeah. I have pages and pages, and there are so many. Of, of the comments saying that my children should be taken away from me because of my ideas. And I think they're wrong. And they are. You're, thank you for saying that. I'm glad. But the interesting part, though, is that all these people have something in common. It is that, that they want to force me by the state... They, they want the state to come in and force my ideas to and punish me And they're wrong. And believe me, I, we can do this all the time where I could say, look, I've posted things where Christians are saying we should totally have mandatory Bible readings in school, things like that. Like, it's the same idea. Again, I hate the anonymity of the internet because I think yeah, it breeds I, this I stuff. I think YouTube especially is Well, and bad. also it, it tends to... It tends <laughs> On this. to um, I was actually, I, I never watched your video until yeah. last night because I, I don't watch any, don't worry, no I don't one watch any of them. No, no, no. It's <laughs> not, it wasn't that. It's just that I, I don't want to see negative. I don't want to see the negativity yeah. about it. I, there was a lot of it. It's yeah. just not something that I spend my time on. But I, you know, I, the thing is, is that yours is probably one of the better ones. I, but there was a serious problem where it wasn't just you saying that you were horrified by what I was teaching my kids. Uh, what's her name on? The Young Turks actually did yeah. a very defamatory piece on me where they actually said, well, we should call public services on her. We should get our children taken away from her. I didn't and see that. Um, again, that's uh, wrong. 
It is Anna horrible. Yeah. She she also told some serious whoppers. I mean, it was just she didn't get her facts straight at all. Um, and then she refused to to talk to me. She was tweeting me like crazy. And then the minute I I, I responded, she shut up. <laughs> and she, oh, she doesn't want to hear my side of the story. It is it is very strange how this same thing we should have our kids taken away from her. This is being spread around the internet like wildfire. Everywhere you go with my name on it, it's we should have our kids taken away from her by the state. Let's call a state on her. That is not what Americans do. That is what totalitarians do to people they don't like their ideas. We are talking about a free exchange of ideas here, no matter what my ideas are. And again, what's my position on that? And you agree with that. No matter what my ideas or your ideas are or how repugnant they are to you or me, that is not a reason to, to, uh, to hurt someone with the state or with violence or with, there's not a reason. And, and I'm so glad that we did this because I think the humanity, your humanity mm-hmm. gets lost online. And I, I don't, I don't know if people treat you this way, all the time. but they, they <laughs> pretend like, like, be, like you're some kind of wax person or yeah. robot that you don't have feelings or family who loves you, yeah. that you're just someone that they can shit all over because, you know, no, you do get a one dimensional idea of a lot of figures online, especially when your primary, uh, I know you write for other places and stuff, but I know your primary yeah. mode of communication seems to be YouTube as opposed to some of the other venues. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. this is not my primary hiatus. way. I've taken a hiatus from PJ Media for yeah. a little while because I just had a baby, so yeah. I've had a lot going on and, and uh, <laughs> yeah. not a lot of writing Congrats, time. by the way. Thank you. But I'm going to be... Um, Starting up again on PJ Media, doing shorter posts, starting conversations. It's something that, you know, I've been a writer for a really long time. I enjoy it very that much. That is like your handle, like, yes. is a writer. I am. I am a writer. That's what I do. And, um, you know, that's how I make my money. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the, the, the videos are fun. It's just kind of my way of... Um, a lot of people wonder what is homeschooling like, and so I like to put out what we do and mm-hmm. how, what it really looks like. And what it looks like is a lot of freedom. That's what yeah. it looks like. You know, we travel. We go to we go on huge. We just came back from Oklahoma. We were traveling Route 66, and we we did. We have so. Did much. you have a good experience in high school though? For the at least the two years you were here, because I know that world because I was I, in that I district. I did. I did. I did. I came from private school, and then I went to public school for my last two years. Do and you think your kids are ever going to do public school? Um. No. No, probably not. I, I, we'll Until see. We'll what, see. college or? I don't know. Okay. I mean, I always tell people we'll take it one year at a time, right. see how it goes. So far, we're having so much fun sure. that I don't see us doing Changing it another that. way. I really don't want to send my kids away every day for six hours. Yeah. They're lovely. I love them. We have fun together and we laugh a lot and we make fun crafts and do things. And look, like you said, when people about homeschooling, yeah, if I don't know the answer, we look it up or we call an expert or we, you know, we, I have tutors. They go to school every week. We have a group that does school every week. Um, we follow the classical conversations, uh, educational method. So my children are learning Latin and, Mm -hmm. um, which will be very helpful for them in uh, school and in college later. Um, especially if they decide to go into the medical field. Sure. Where did did you go to college? Where'd you go to college? Um, I did. I went to several colleges. Did you? Actually, I did. <laughs> but um, you know, here or far away? Uh, here and far away. Oh, really? So you know, there's just I was never really a school person. Yeah. I'm more of an unschool person, which is kind of the learn way. it on your own. Yeah, I I went to several colleges. I did you know I did took many. I, my problem was I could never get to the, I could never get myself to buckle down and do general studies because I was really interested in following my own path. And that's not the way education is set up. And I wish that there was some other way 
to really focus your attention when you know what you want to do and just be able to do that. Um, yeah. You know, I felt like I had spent so much time in high school doing general studies and then we get to college and it's more of the same and it just, to me, there's a disconnect there. Um, if my kids want to go to college, great. If when, they don't, I don't, I don't care either. I mean, right. whatever they want to do, I want them, here are my goals for my kids. And I think most parents have the same goals. I want them to be happy. I want them to be able to form good relationships with people. I want them to be, you know, to have a passion in their lives and to follow it. And I think that that's what I'm trying to foster in them. That's why we go on all these field trips and we, I want them to love learning. And I love learning. I don't necessarily love educational institutions, but I love to learn and I love reading and I love exploring and finding out new things. That's what I want for my kids. I swear this is the last question. Where did you, when did you develop your political sensibilities? When I was 12. Really? I fell in love with Ronald Reagan. I couldn't help myself. <laughs> that's the reason, my, though, that that's when you kind of started. You were So father, you were conservative my, and yeah, polit- my, at a young age. My father was an atheist, by the way. Really? Yeah. I thought I would tell you this. It was kind of funny. He was an atheist, pretty militant about it, too. Yeah. Um, my, mother was a, uh, but my mother was in a fundamentalist Christian religion, and, she, and so the two of them, it's that's amazing a, they made it, but they've yeah. been married for over 36 years. My dad, it's funny, they both came to the middle at some really? point. They both met in the middle, and they're a wonderful love story because, you know, if you can have that type of militant atheism and then and also that's impressive that you can make that work that you can make that work and and it was really i think it's a miracle frankly that they survived to me it's more evidence of god i mean my parents my father is not an atheist anymore he's oh really no he's not he so much for compromise well (laughs) well they kind of did because it it wasn't like my mother ever converted him yeah she didn't he just kind of shifted in that direction he just kind of shifted in that direction as he got older and you know we always left him alone about it i I, for me, in my religious uh, growth as a child, I always felt very sad for him. And it wasn't because of anything my mother said. I just saw how unhappy he was. Mm-hmm. He was deeply, deeply unhappy. And as he has grown and changed, you know, and kind of come out of that, he's become a much happier person. And it wasn't anything that, you know... We, and you, for what it's worth, there are atheists who are just fine. Of course. Right. I, I'm not saying that. But in his yeah. case, I mean, it was... That's what you experienced. In his case, that's what, what I experienced. And, and so... And while I came from a very fundamentalist background, and everyone keeps calling me a fundamentalist. Do I look like a fundamentalist to you? Am, <laughs> am I where? Do I look like a Mormon? Like I'm not. Right. I'm not. You know. How would you describe yourself? I was like we were raised like that. Yeah. We were raised very, you know, in the Pentecostal church with the long skirts. That's intense. Long, it's intense, intense. And I will tell you that is not what I wanted for my children. It yeah. is not. Now I love my mother, and I. Oh yeah. She's she's. I totally respect her, and she was like Mary Poppins. She <laughs> was the best mother on earth. There was those were her religious beliefs and still are and that's that's great for her but it wasn't great for me and it you know but I did I had a lot of fun with you have fun with prairie people events sure. at some point you know if, if that's all you know yeah. but um <laughs> we we um for my kids you know we're very mainstream mainstream Christianity I it is not my calling in life to proselytize to people I don't have any desire right now right. to try and talk you into the Bible none right. I feel like people are intelligent enough do you go to church ma- I do which do you care or to like say? Right here in Orland Park, I go to Calvary Church in Orland Park, okay. and um, we—it's a wonderful place with lots of community. And I sing, I'm a worship leader there. I sing and play the guitar, and I'm in the band. And yeah. um, I find our church community to be a really uh, wonderful place where people do wonderful things, like you know, 
bring coats to homeless people in the wintertime. And, and we have a food pantry, which is terrific. If you're out there and you're hungry, you can go to Calvary anytime and go get food. Right. Um, you know, these are things that are important to me. Um, I, the, the private school I went to yeah. was Chicago Christian, um, Southwest Chicago Christian, and then Chicago Christian High. Okay. They are um, Dutch Reformed. Which is I'm not a Calvinist, okay. like a Calvinist religion, and so they're much more mainstream and much less um, fundamentalist than where I grew up, and I had that influence on me too when I because I was in that school system since kindergarten. So when I became an adult, I gravitated towards that because I remembered all of my f- wonderful friends' families and how yeah. they were good people, and you know I I appreciated them and they did a lot of you know they helped me a lot. And so I gravitated towards that. And now when I went to Calvary, I actually ran into like half of my class. Oh, nice. <laughs> okay. So I, I know like I know a ton of people there because we all went to school together. Nice. So it's not I'm not a fundamentalist. Like, I'm <laughs> not I'm not crazy. I'm not a creationist. I'm not, I mean, I believe God created the, the earth. I'm not saying that. But it, the creationism to me is. But is, you don't have a definitive. I believe no, Ken Ham and the no, six thousand thing. Necessarily. No, in fact, I'm going to be going this summer to the Creation Museum, and I'm going to take a walk through there. <laughs> oh, we're going. Uh, I've been there a couple of times. Have it's you? an interesting place. Well, and I don't know what I'm going to think about it. <laughs> right. Everybody says, "Oh, she's going to go there and whatever." I don't know what I. I think would about love it. to see you take your video camera. I don't know if Kevin's coming with. Yeah, he's coming. Uh-huh. Take that video camera through the Creation Museum because I want to see that video. Oh, we're totally. Doing I know it. you will. We're um, totally that, doing it. That would be interesting because I want to know if you spot anything there the same way, sure. with the same ease you sure. seem to spot I, you know, things. I, I do think I probably will. I mean, I yeah. I don't. I listen to Ken Ham's um, a debate, you know, with with Bill Nye. Yeah, with Bill Nye, and I he's very literal, you know, and I don't know yeah. how how literal I feel about this. I when I tell you, I honestly don't know. That is that's, that's what the you're truth. Saying. Yeah. That is the truth. I'm telling you. What I do think is that the guys who are studying intelligent design, I think that's fascinating. Mm-hmm. And I want to know more about that because I see design in nature too. And so I would like to I like I like the idea of it. I had, I also think it's like the the thing with the dragons, you know? Mm-hmm. Why do people why do atheists want to close off completely and shelter in and be like, there's no other way it could have happened. There's no other way it could have happened. That's not what they say. That's how it feels. That's how it feels. That's not what they say. Because when someone says, you know, here's, here's what I see in this, the cell and how the cell works like a machine. And there's like code and there's like all these numbers and, that stuff is fascinating. And to say, well, it's got to be, it's, it's just chance, it's chance. <laughs> that's also you know, not what they say. Well, it is kind of dumb luck. I mean, that's what you're saying. And, <laughs> and if we're going to parse it all down to I will the tell very you, bottom. My favorite book for explaining that stuff, uh, name aside, it was Richard Dawkins, but it was before he got <laughs> into the God stuff, really. Uh, the Ancestor's Tale, a really long book, but it was kind of my first exposure to understanding that stuff. And there were some God comments, but they were kind of asides. It was sure. a really good book as well, explaining evolution. It it's and a good you know, one. it's not, I haven't really done an in-depth study yet because I'm not there right. with my kids. That will but make I'm, you want I to. Am, I am definitely going to. Yeah. There is no way that I'm not going to get into it because every time a subject comes up with my kids that I'm teaching, I, I get to redo my own education. Right. Which is really great because I'm never going to stop learning. So w- when we do start to study this, I'm going to dig into it with everything I can. And I promise you, I will come back to you <laughs> if I decide. When you become an atheist? Yes. <laughs> yes. I don't think that will happen. <laughs> I promise you that if it does, I will yeah. look you up. Sounds but no, good. I, I, you know, 
I, but this summer's going to be fun. We will go to the Creation Museum. I, I just, I would rather be... I would rather be looked at as a skeptic. I'm just skeptical of a lot of stuff. <laughs> I am. I just, I, you know, you guys are always saying skepticism is good. I know. But then I say, well, I kind of don't believe this. <laughs> and all of a sudden I'm the one that needs to be shut up or I'm the idiot because mm-hmm. I'm being skeptical. That's, that's not right. Mm-hmm. Isn't there some way that you could say, well, all right, maybe she has a point that she doesn't. I think we're it's not more the tools you're properly. using to explore the skepticism. That's what they're mad about. But. No, I think they're mad that I'm a woman speaking loudly. I don't and think threatened. that's why. Yes, I think. I it's, think there's some idiots who probably feel that way, but not that's some, not. It's not I don't some think idiots. It's not some. It's, I think they're mad if Kevin, if you guys switched roles and Kevin no was way. saying the things you were saying. That's an experiment for you to try. If Kevin did what you were doing and yeah. said the same stuff practically and did the same thing, I think he would get just as much shit. Not as bad. I agree. I think it's going to be worse <laughs> for you. But I think you would see a lot of the same comments because, again, I think the issue wasn't that you're a woman. Tell it's that you were saying stuff. Oh, well, what were the really bad stuff? Well, instead of, I don't know. Instead, okay. yeah. They say I hope he gets AIDS, or they say I have AIDS and I've given my boyfriend. Yeah, they say just to repeat, Kevin's saying that they've said the same stuff about him for being gay that they hope he gets AIDS or something like that. Yeah, they say I hope you get AIDS and die, or worse than that, they've said to him. Is that my phone? I'm sorry if I don't think it's mine. Mine's off. Uh, They've said to him not not only not only it's not yours. I don't know. Anyway, we're all good. They say to him, (laughs) they say that he gave his boyfriend AIDS, that he has AIDS, that he's a bug chaser. They say horrible things about him that are totally untrue. So, yeah, I mean, the same horrible shit they say about you for being a woman. Yeah, I I understand that they would say the same shit for being gay. Yeah, they say the Um, same thing about being gay. Especially when you're a gay conservative. Oh, good Lord, he's... Right. 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 No, it, people are nasty. I I understand that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right. They wouldn't say they go after me with the rape threats. They go after him with the AIDS comments. Yeah. Um, yeah. For, yeah. If I were conservative, then. My parents are from India. Yeah. They would go with sure. No. If I so you're saying if I were a conservative saying the same stuff, they would attack me for my ethnicity or whatever ethnicity. like that. Yeah. 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 No, I agree. And again, I don't condone well, and oh, that no, stuff I, either. I know. Um, I, I, but I do think that'd be an interesting experiment to see that if uh, maybe not even Kevin, but if a guy did, I think yeah. what you did, I think I there think would there be would a be, lot of overlap. I think there would with be the more. Comments. I think there would be more of an effort to convert him. I think there really? would be more of an effort to say, hey, buddy, you're, you've got this wrong. You've got that wrong. They'd be more delicate with oh, him yes. in a sense. Because men have more authority. Okay. Just, they just do. Just by, just by design, you guys have more authority. Right. No one no ever, one ever tells Kevin that he doesn't have a right to an That's opinion. That's right. No one ever tells him that he needs to shut up or be shut up. Yeah. No one says that to him. I never question my education. They never question uh-huh. his education. They never say, did you get it? What's your degree in? Yeah. What it, they never, never even ask him that question. But the very first thing they say, what's your qualifications? Show uh-huh. me your papers. They all want to see my <laughs> papers. Like this is Nazi Germany or something. Right, right. It is a, it is a, there is a definite undertone of misogyny in the kinds of attacks that I get. Yes, Definitely. I don't doubt that. Immediately just shout fruit, fag. Right. Saying nasty gay Go slurs. Go after the gay hey, thing. Yeah. 
Cool. Oh, and that's the other thing people should should take. How fundamentalist can I be when like my best friend is a gay man? Right. I mean, how? Oh, I'm sure that confuses the hell out of people. I know. I mean, but poor you know Kevin is uh, you know he's like a man on an island, man. He's yeah. a gay conservative. Oh, I'm sure you are. That's tough. <laughs> All right, uh, we'll wrap up here. Uh, okay. So thank you so much, and uh, yeah, I appreciate you. Thank you for uh, having me. Out thank here. you it's for agreeing fun. to to have this conversation. Thank you, Kevin. And uh, all right, have a good one. Thanks for listening to the podcast for FriendlyAtheist.com. This episode was taped at Cinnamon Sound Studios in Aurora, Illinois, and the music was written and performed by Brad Chagdis. If you like what you're hearing, please consider making a contribution at Patreon.com slash Hemant, that's He-Man T. We appreciate your support. I'm Hemant Mehta. And I'm Jessica Blumke. We hope you'll join us next time.